0: Before we get started please take the time to like add and subscribe to our pages on YouTube Facebook Spotify and iTunes also please leave us a review you never meet any descendants you never no. meet, you never see pictures you never hear about wives you never hear about children
1: yeah you just hear about oh he existed right? Oh yeah, you're Yeah, Yeah, it's it's funny. He's got some interesting theories too. (laughs) I know. We wander our way over, you know,
0: because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Oh no, no sound from you, huh? Oh. oh. I can't cheer you. I can't do it.
1: Look at my podcast sticker here. It's getting a little worn out now. Right? No. Yeah.
0: And for the wanderers, for the wanderers who are like, what the hell's going on right now? We got Matt Buddy in the studio in it. Well, in his house. He's sitting on the, he's sitting there in tight to guard, as we call it. And, <laughs> uh, enjoying life. Cause uh Mark's busy right now. He's got he's got a lot of work to do so we said you know what we're going to get real creative we're going to bring you the top five tribal parks today we're going to get into it we're going to bring the lakota matt the native american expert the all-knowing you know you ask him a question about kickapoo or shawnee he's got you i'll tell you where
1: they're at i'll tell you roughly how many there are everything (laughs) everything
0: he knows i'll tell
1: you the gossip in that community you know <laughs> i'm on the facebook page
0: i'm in Celeste's community hey. now. no i'm just
1: i i i do know some of the Oregon gossip living here long enough so oh yeah, yeah. You, you see it no i think it's interesting
0: no but it's good it's always good a pleasure to have you on we're going to get into our top five later here but i mean first man like how about that? We just got back from the little shell powwow and you're kind of running, you're, you're on a little, little fort,
1: you're 49 uh. <laughs> hey man, uh, you know, I, I never like pass up an opportunity to meet some fine Indian women. Like, what can I say? Like, I'm not getting a pass. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I, I, I get, I guess. Like For the viewers, huh? But you enjoy the powwow. I do. I I I always enjoy the powwows and what they bring. Just the differences in different areas, you know, and like the little like unique things because they all bring something different. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's always good. It's always good.
0: It is no, I I enjoy. I enjoy it for sure. I, you know, it was good having you out here, getting, to, getting you to experience kind of central slash Eastern Montana in that way, really where the prairie meets the mountain. You got to drive, you know, Judith Gap, I got to take you there. You didn't want to stop in the bar. You are a little afraid, but.
1: <laughs> Man, I, but no, that, I always like that prairie land that meets the mountains because it does, it does remind me, you know, we're all from the plains culture region and like there are similarities right where the prairie meets the black hills boom they pop up out of nowhere where these mountains of trees come from
0: it's interesting that you say that and you say kind of this is where we come from this is who we are because i was i was having a conversation with sarah about there in Salem there in Oregon out in your neck of the woods they built an amphitheater down by the river but they didn't necessarily build it by the river and kind of just she's like "It, it could have been built a little bit better she said and I was like you know but that's the thing is like when you talk to a Native American they always look with like the nature element or the nature aspect of the idea they add that more so in the forefront you know that view of mount hood or that view or that how that's positioned in there means something you know um because there's that connection to the land and it's kind of weird you don't see that in all cultures
1: no no and it's always like with the the blending in the like they try to blend it into the surrounding environment in a way where it's like you're working with what you got instead of like oh we're gonna clear out all the fucking trees and like you know oh it's like it's like disturbing the area to put something in right it's like right
0: we're gonna work with it as much as possible yeah you got to live in that harmony with it you know if if there's a tree there don't cut it down build around it you know yeah fun stuff like that no i i like it i'm about it i yeah I'm for it, but that's also me. I'm a unique person. I like to get into the differences, the cool things, the the differences, you know, um, and just like that, you know, we're going to dive into our top five tribal parks. Bow, 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 bow. If there was an airphone, that's what you would have heard there. Yep, wake you up in your car. You know, you're going to hear what is <laughs> <voices> today. No, <laughs> but, you know, I I honestly, Matt, I haven't heard your top five. I'm excited uh, to listen to them here today because this is something, you know, top five tribal parks. When we think of top five tribal parks, we kind of left this broad. We kind of said, well, if it has some tribal meaning or tribal resemblance or something Native American. I think we stuck to North America. We stuck to probably the U.S. for me. I don't know about for you. Yeah, yeah but that's kind of what we know that's kind of our expertise a little bit we thought we would give you a little taste of that you know so you'll go see some big parks you're going to see some tribal parks you're going to see some state parks possibly um all good stuff places uh, all the ones I've been to I've been I don't know about you you've been to these ones or you got some ones that you want to talk
1: about Uh, these I have been to all of these ones actually
0: okay
1: yeah yeah yeah, um
0: first-hand experience here exactly
1: yeah and uh really like as you you would agree like really all of the country is native land right and all parks are native parks in some way uh like there's there's a ton of them that could be honorable mention if you have honorable mention like because they have some tribal element present Okay. Uh,
0: you have an honorable mention list. I mean, we'll go ahead. We'll hit that. We'll hit that right in between two and one. We'll, we'll drop our honorable. Yeah. List. Yeah. Let's we start.
1: could throw some in there. Uh, I, I, I think would be, was just something I was thinking about when I made this list It was like, wow, there really are a lot of honorable mentions.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. And I, I think, you know, we had that conversation earlier today, a little bit when we we're discussing this and how you and I look at some of these parks where it's like well it makes sense because there's a lot of history involved with these parks so when you look at history and you look at history of the parks in these places you're getting that native history as well because well who was here before it was you know conquered by the europeans well it was the native americans you know so and it's interesting because You look at some of these histories, you look at some of these parks, you go to some of your favorite parks. Yes, I have some big named parks on my list here. And the way you look at those, what they have, those governments, those societies, those economies, those places of commerce existed before Christopher Columbus. those like and these parks show us that and i don't know why in our own ignorant beliefs we just don't care (laughs) to think like man we really got smart over the last hundred years like you look at
1: like really we we haven't come that far (laughs) right no yeah and, and and it's really in a great time having with the the add like adding more tribal history to parks, we have a Native American leading the park service currently that's awesome and he's He's an enrolled member of the Umatilla tribe and from Oregon, and I think he's like Cocopa or some other tribe in his background as well. but it just really helps. The Department of Interior we have a Native woman right now so right no No,
0: it's i mean that's great no deb holland she's she's leading the way and and we're gonna just like her we're gonna get right into it we're gonna talk about our parks we're gonna talk about our top five and we want to hear your top five yeah that's right wanderers we want to hear you guys and know about your top five tribal parks and if you have any tribal questions for matt or i that we would be happily uh, able to answer on the upcoming podcast you can go us and shoot us an email at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com g m a i l dot com yes that's a long one but you just hit reverse or the 15 seconds back and listen to it on repeat no um, I love it man let's go get into it number five tribal park for mr matthew Williams
1: what's that gonna be all right well uh so I had to think about this list a little bit longer than I thought it would take and th- with number five i think this this park is a is a bigger national park um it's it, it is arguably one of the most commonly traveled to parks is in the southwest and it is grand canyon national park
0: oh i like that one that's a good one there's a what like eight nine tribes that claim home to that there
1: there are a lot and in the state of north you know arizona and the north there there are a whole lot of tribes that have significance within that place and for anyone who's who's been to grand canyon it, it is it is such a significant like you get to that ledge and look over it for the first time it's like i see why this place is special right like, no you, it, you have you're, that you're hitting on
0: that i know i love the grand canyon i love <laughs> it when we went with mark first thing he said was get out of the car let's go look right like no we'll hit a pull out no he said pull the car over right now cuz that's how crazy right. it was to him but what's also interesting is you do look at, like, the tribal stuff in the Grand Canyon, such as, like, the housing and the, the villages and the, like, water springs that they tribes to right. go to
1: for thousands oh. of years. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't even think about the springs in the bottom. And, I, I you know, because on, on the top and a lot of the visitor pullouts on the rim of the canyon, you have, like, you have some native folks there selling jewelry and you have right the, the four corners and these things in the stone on the ground about the tribes and and then there's like an overlook with a bunch of tribal art on the east side of the rim as you're driving like toward navajo nation from there and like
0: it, i mean it, it, yeah it's you it's stolen from the navajo too and the house yeah.
1: by and the uh, Havasupai which, and the northern or southern Paiutes and the which and,
0: i find uh, interesting real quick because a lot but, of the tribes in that area fall there's a there's a reservation kind of close to the grand canyon called that like it's the colorado c c r s t or c t c r t s something like that uh, yeah colorado river something and it's the, like an organization it's a bunch of those tribes that were forced to yep. hey, you guys have to all become one and yeah you know, you look at Arizona, you look at, like, how many tribal populations there are there to now, but, like, even before that, like, just that land, it's, like, it wasn't just a hole some explorer found. This was, you know, there were villages there, there were ceremonies and communities and gatherings and spiritual events
1: happening, like. Right, well, and, and it was, like, that a lot of them were cliff dwellers, if I'm not mistaken, and, and, you know, mesa verde is like a, a well put together example of kind of that what i'm referring to um well, the
0: whole southwest i mean you have the pueblo culture yeah.
1: essentially yeah. from
0: albuquerque to phoenix right you have yes. that like pueblo blend the southwest you know the, there are a lot of shorter folk they are yeah. building like their pueblos. They're building their their the, like Mesa Verde, exactly what you're saying. Right. Into the they're kitchen. growing
1: their they're growing their corn and their beans in those valleys and those creeks and, and and people today might go there and be like, well, there's water issues there, but it's like you gotta understand, we have climate change happening now, and back then, in the spring, those places were green and lush and they had plenty of water in the middle of the desert,
0: what? which is well- you look at something such as the dam there, Lake Powell, and the dams that are created on the Colorado River and, like, the Missouri River and the Mississippi River and these large rivers, and even, like, the Columbia, right? You take those dams, and water is now pooling up in places where it didn't naturally pool up before. I'm not saying that dams are a bad thing. This just something that we might need to rethink as we learn more and more about climate change and and how we affect it yeah Um, because i we do need power but there are ways to generate that power without pooling it up but i also understand we do need water but i've also heard the fact that like we're not making any more water and we're not making any less either right water we have is what we
1: have it's yeah that pooling of the water heats the water up Cause causes algae bacteria, and that's the whole thing with the argument with the Northwest tribes and the salmon is that hot, warmer water temperatures kill those fish.
0: Well, not only that, and uh, to get into the Northwest tribes, but you dive into hatcheries and the fish hatcheries right. and how that has also hurt the salmon populations of the Northwest. But I'm going to be that guy, I'm going to jump into my number five, and uh, it's going to okay. be good old Snoqualmie Falls in the state of Washington
1: good transition there <laughs> <laughs> to the northwest but no yeah. I like it I like Snoqualmie. Yeah. Um have you been I've never actually been there it's one of those like the northwest is a weird one because I grew up here and I've been all around there to North Cascades and Mount Rainier and Olympic but like these little pockets I, I've yet to you know check out
0: well it's a 268 foot tall waterfall uh they compare it to like i've seen some articles where they're comparing it to niagara falls on like the visitation they say it's one of like the most visited attractions in washington like close to the space yeah i didn't know that no, it is. I mean, it is beautiful. And we were doing a uh, photo shoot slash video shoot during the um, 2020 census, and we were actually down on Snow Qualming Falls, and it was actually really beautiful because we had a tribal security guard uh, from the tribe there, and he opened up the gate, and we were able to walk down from the viewpoint all the way down to the river, and we we're on oh. the river. Yeah. And it's kind of that's one of those where it's like they really only save it for like tribal members and tribal events but the lady she hooked it. she was a tribal member and she was able to pull that connection and it was cool we were down there on the river and got some cool shots and
1: beautiful. that's uh that's really cool and and i believe this no tribe like purchased that land in the last few years or something do you remember that article a couple of years ago about that yes. yeah and yeah. so it it's cool that they, I don't know if they're managing the resort or not, but like, it almost seems fair. It's like, well, if there's a resort, the tribe should be profiting from some of that tourism as well.
0: Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I think there's a hotel so, or something just right up above the falls uh, okay. that they operate and they control. And the, the shitty thing is there's kind of like an electric dam there as well. Um, okay. So how that is tied in and I don't you know you know how with (laughs) with that um but I like it it was one of those places like to go and even when we were there like there was a guy we were doing our photo shoot up on the deck to begin with
1: Mm -hmm. and there
0: was a guy we were sitting up there he proposed to his girlfriend at the time
1: oh right there in front
0: of us and like our cameras and stuff were there and our guys were like yeah like take videos and photos of this and like we're like give us your email we'll send you (laughs) Just happened to work out like
1: that, really that's cool. great, yeah. My uh, my friend Christiana actually was just there, I think, last weekend, okay, and uh, or the weekend before. And I saw her like vid- short video of it. I'm like, it's like end of summer, and there's still a lot of water coming off of there. I was like, yeah, shocked at the, the just because it's a river essentially, like, it's, it's not just a small, like, Multnomah Falls is a trickle right now you know right like right. uh it's it's interesting i didn't realize how big it was
0: no it uh it's and i mean during the, like when it is flowing it can get they say the, a, the average width of the falls is 100 feet
1: wow so wow
0: yeah huh. no, that's that's my number five and uh yeah. i'm gonna ask you mr matt buddy what is your number four
1: number four we're heading back to the southwest here and uh you know i this this one was one both you and i went to together actually and uh it, it's not commonly a commonly talked about park and it is a smaller uh it's a national monument so it's Petroglyph national monument okay and and that one to me i've been there twice and to me it's it's it really highlights the southwest like art of the natives there and like the creativity to have all of this all these markings of like events and things in their culture of like the pueblos you know um living along the rio grande and that valley in new mexico and It's really cool. I think it was cool. It's like, you know, you have a couple of different loops to see, to walk in that park. Um, It's not one I would maybe do in the dead of summer because of how hot it could get there. Uh, We did it. It was like 80 maybe or something. and. Spring when we did it it was hot, so it was hot. I, I
0: jeans and oh yeah
1: it was hot uh but like that was like an okay time to do it you know uh but you know the, the y'all watch out for the snakes and a few things but <laughs> it is the desert there but you know i thought it was really cool to see like the markings and, and really like highlight that um right know, it, no, I it was a cool park. I liked
0: I liked it. There was a lot going on. It was, I mean, I'm sure I went there as a kid, it, you yeah. know, not realizing it. But, like, what's really interesting, too, is how those neighborhoods just butt right up against it.
1: It's, it's literally butts up right next to West Albuquerque. Like, right at the edge of town. It's not, like, you have to drive real far anywhere to get to it.
0: You're parking in a neighborhood Actually. to access <laughs> right. hiking trails. Yeah, it's yeah. wild.
1: Yeah it's uh that was very interesting how those neighborhoods are built right up to this protected national monument and you know, it's very sacred to the pueblo people and you know um i'll
0: know it, it's beautiful though um going along my number four i have effigy mounds uh there in iowa cool. slash the serpent mound there in ohio there but that's kind of the oh the, the mound builder culture, right? And that's kind yeah. of what I'm highlighting here at number four is these these folks that they built the mounds. Uh, when you look at like the Ohio area, the Ohio River Valley area, the Mississippi River Valley areas, and the mound cultures, these type of folks were building the trading centers. These were some of the largest trading right. centers in North America before you know well in
1: the east in the eastern part of the united states and and i'm glad you put that one on there or those few you know there's several mounds but like you think of native stuff and you just automatically think american west right western states and like we forget that like the whole country in the east has a ton of tribal history it was the first contact between europeans and them and Well, Oklahoma and that's end of story but like no it's not end of story you know it's interesting because it's kind of a mixture
0: of your like your plains meet great lakes is where you get is where you get this mound culture right Right. and what I also find interesting is you look at certain mounds right a lot of them were burial right where it was Mm -hmm. were burial mounds but they would build them such as like an effigy mounds they have uh like different animals they would bury them into and like Mm -hmm. put rocks on and do different stuff whereas with uh serpent mound that one didn't have any bodies in it but they had burial mounds around the area and what i found was interesting is the serpent mound each bend of the serpent uh went to like the northern solstice the southern sol, or the The winter solstice, the summer solstice, the fall equinox, the winter equinox, each bend of that would be where the moon or the stars were positioned during those times. So it's interesting you get things like that in those cultures there, but then you get like the medicine wheel up in the bighorns where they're doing the same thing. Each one of those shoots where you could sit back on those rocks points to those spots and those areas and those places. Uh, in the in the night sky in the solar system you know so when you really think about like wow you hear natives or savages where they were just killing each other when i'm like (laughs) it takes a little bit more when you're thinking (laughs) of this type of complexities you know what i mean like yeah 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 i mean i could get into yeah. it but i'm not sure <laughs> uh, have you been to the mounds
1: and seen any of the mountains? i i have not uh you know the only park back east i've really been to is, uh smoky mountain national park so yeah. east city so okay. i mean and there's a lot you know with the cherokee and stuff there's stuff there and uh very beautiful area but yeah
0: it is it it it, yeah. i like i mean i when i was able to go i did the serpent mound by myself it's an interesting one because it's kind of like a private t- park where mm. not necessarily a state park
1: oh but interesting. It, I
0: don't, it was different it, you know, it was a national park i had to look it up they kind of do their own thing and then you have oh, the effigy yeah. mounds which is a
1: national monument
0: essentially oh okay
1: a national park well- I like I like the both that, the Serpent Mound, uh, like as you described, is a great segue to my next one here. Oh, you're, you're number three, uh, my my number three uh, is it? Like you said, it's not it, it. It's you might know a little more than me. Maybe it's privately owned. I'm actually not quite sure, uh, but it's not state. It's not national. Uh, but this is in South Dakota. It's Crazy Horse Monument. I think that one is the state. Is no, it a, crazy horse is private that's that's what i thought um that's what i thought because it's 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 a uh, non-government funded it's the family that owns it it's the the, don, the donations right yes and so
0: and the government has offered to step in and they've said no He'd and say, i know they are doing a disservice i <laughs> will stand by this i personally will stand by this yeah. they are doing a disservice if their true belief is to start a university and start all that good stuff for natives they would have yeah. taken government money because right. that way they could have built it rather than being selfish yeah. trying to do it themselves
1: no I, I i actually completely agree and and with crazy horse there it is I wanted to highlight it because it is one of my favorite, like, spots back there. Uh, it is a little bit controversial because of the funding and the Native community. It is I a think very, I it's a very, you have people on all sides of this. And, I mean, I think it it, it it it's cool because it is, like, it's bigger than Mount Rushmore, which is, like, five miles down the road. Uh, like, Four of the Rushmore heads can fit just in the like extended head of Crazy Horse. It's honoring Crazy Horse as a war leader. They have they have a museum there. They're they're really they they're trying. The intention is really good, but like you said, it's the funding that is the is is what causes the complexity of that.
0: Well, I and I get like you don't want to the moment you involve the federal government, they start saying this is how you need to do it this is how we're right. Gonna do it. Right. right i get that but like you've been doing it for 50 60 years you're getting your progress is like they've they've gotten as far as they have in the last 20 years as they did yeah. in the last 20 years like they're not yeah, getting-
1: yeah. it's very slow as a turtle <laughs> um well you know it yeah it's i and it's interesting
0: because earlier you, and I'm just going to throw this out there, earlier you you were talking about kind of this park being a private park, but like that area is interesting too because it's like you have like Jewel Cave, which is a national monument. You have Wind Cave and Badlands, which are national parks. You have Rushmore, which is a national monument. You have Custer State Park, which is like all part of that area. So you kind of right. have the confusion when you're going into these parks, what, what you can and cannot do. And this one kind of it adds to it and what i don't like i mean i get yeah it's a white family trying to be nice to natives right but right. let like the natives have the tribal colleges like you're yeah. not reinventing the wheel you're not doing anything
1: right. unique in it different like right. that's how i feel <laughs> but yeah no they're uh what is good there is their summer program for native youth is is like it's not like I'm I'm in agreement with you like in a full college setting like it's it's not I don't think it's gonna do that great but like this summer program which is like an intern program I think there have I've known people that have done it and it is a cool program for a lot of kids do it I don't know know yeah yeah it's a good like and, and then you, uh, just to explain the divide more, like, I mean, we're younger people and like maybe have different views than older Native people because we do think Crazy Horse is a really cool thing. It's free to all Native people. Uh, well, like
0: Crazy Horse, for example, and who he is, right? Yeah. Um, one, you sh- you knowing you, you need to ask my dad because he doesn't believe Crazy Horse ever existed. He thinks he's more of like oh. a, like an ideology of like, this is how you live your best Sioux life. Live right. like Crazy Horse. Be like Crazy Horse. Because you never meet any descendants. You never. No. Meet, you never see pictures. You never hear about wives. You never hear about children. Yeah. You just hear about oh he existed, right? Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, dad, it, it's it's funny. He's got some interesting theories too. <laughs> oh, I know. But Crazy Horse, I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting one because, like you say, there is the controversy. But a lot of natives, a lot of Sioux natives, especially from that area, really do fall for Crazy Horse. They they enjoy yeah. the, the stories. They grew up with that history, that, right. teaching that religion almost in that sense, the morals that Crazy Horse teaches you.
1: Well, and that's interesting because I, I don't know if they, because you have burial grounds for like Sitting Bull. That's at 48th North. You know, they have, the, where's Crazy Horse's burial ground?
0: There's... <laughs> Like where,
1: where, red cloud there's a
0: photo of him
1: right right yeah he lived well, during
0: the time supposedly all those other guys are getting their pictures taken
1: right that's interesting i um no but then like to to get back like the the very traditional natives they didn't want any of the rocks disturbed in the black hills at all right so right. They, they don't support rushmore or crazy horse in that sense so it's really like i know there's controversy behind it but personally i still like it i like the idea i just think some things can be improved upon there
0: give it to the oglala pine ridge Sioux reservation because it's close to their homelands traditional lands right let them run the park to help to actually help the tribe oh yeah economic stuff right Don't say you're helping the tribe by giving a few natives a scholarship here and there. No, help the tribe by helping them economically.
1: Mm -hmm. No, and and there's been arguments like my dad is like, they should just let the Sioux run the Black Hills National Forest and that whole area that's not private land, right? And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and not just ours, like Cheyenne River, you got Lower Brule, you got Rosebud, you got, you know, Exactly, got got all of them, but anyway. Uh, crazy horse is really cool to see, it's pretty crazy. Uh, recommend going in the summer because the winter can be a little questionable out there. Um, you know, we were there in March and there was basically a blizzard happening, so that's South Dakota uh, for you, but no, it can be crazy. And with that, so. I was
0: kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, Our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right, if you use the code rugaroo 10 that's right, that's my Jeep, the RUGARU, rugaroo 10 rugaru 10. Uh, 0 You're going to get some you discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the c- promo code RUGAROO10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? no i have not well he is doing some really cool stuff with the shop ls 574 yes they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers um he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls 574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code Wandering Ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G, W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. And you know what else is crazy matt cool shit in nature and i know mark would be happy because we got a top crazy horse now we're jumping into cool shit, cool and crazy getting fun you know last time i did hosting this without mark i forgot to do cool shit in nature jared oh. <laughs> so i'm going to share my screen here with you the first video here um the first video here is a YouTube video. It's from a documentary I watched last night. is on Hawaii volcanoes. But I just wanted to show you the lava here, Matt. I wanted you to experience it and feel it. The first is Kilauea.
1: Oh, oh wow. One Look of the most active facts. volcanoes on Earth. Yeah, lava is so interesting. The lake inside this crater can be more than 750 feet deep. Oh, wow. Its lava flows can reach the sea 10 miles away. Just massive. Kilauea is so big that even its vents and craters are huge.
0: Just when you look at, you know, volcanoes and the immense power and force and just the way you know a volcano when it spits out that lava to the right. ocean it just hardens immediately but like you go touch that lava you're like your hands gone
1: right that was from hawaii volcanoes national park yeah, yeah there's a Which...
0: documentary on disney plus right now that nat geo did and they hit on hawaii volcanoes national park as well the parks they choose oh wow
1: yeah right. and very sacred to our hawaiian
0: brothers and sisters so well, I thought it was appropriate for cool shit in nature. And just like that, you know, I was like, I, I wanted to show you the lava, the lava moving. I think that's so cool. But just like that, another one, we're going to bring it back. We're going to take you to the little shell powwow. And our oh. buddy, <laughs> that
1: buddy drumming. It, it was like, it was interesting because like, you know, i've drummed a bit before and when you get into a drum group it's the drumming parts the easy part it's like i'm not singing yet because i get like halfway through the song and start singing a bit because i don't know the song so well right it's right i love uh, though i love that
0: you can see here though that you did try getting in on the song
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you didn't want to be that guy i'm not i'm singing i'm singing yeah yeah no it was uh it was it was cool though. it was fun it was it was it was nice to beat the drum again you know uh just yeah i no it was good i was i was i
0: had to i was like you know (laughs) it's cool it's shit matt joined a drum group they were down a guy you volunteered and stepped up. I think you did well. I think it was great. It was fun to see, fun to be there, fun to experience. Chippewa Cree Singers
1: on Rocky Boy, Montana.
0: There you go. Buy their CD or don't. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get into it. My number three, we left off with Crazy Horse with you, but my number three, we're going to go back on down to the southwest. We're going to go to the corner, the four-corner region, Monument Valley, and it's a Navajo tribal park. Oh, yeah, they run Monument Valley. Um, they run Antelope Canyon too, which I think is great. I love that the Navajo tribe has said, no, we're going to own our tourism on our reservation. We're going to we're going to be the ones that benefit from that. So I'm glad that they've stepped up. And I, I, I do see, you see like the Blackfeet tribe up in Browning uh, doing the same there with Glacier, the Two Medicine area, trying to get it going, you know, bring tourism. We see people want to
1: come see it. Mm-hmm. um have you been to money valley i have once uh one time jerk drove through there with my parents and it was that i always wanted to see that corner of the scene in every movie where there's like those monuments like forrest gump running was like right. one of, right and it's like that's where i wanted to see it. and we pulled over and it was like wow like how many movies have been filmed like oh, right there yeah you know
0: yeah, exactly. Especially, I mean, when you look at John Wayne, like you go to the museum there, there's a lot of stuff like John Wayne memorabilia stuff you can do that you can learn about, you can see. And he loved that spot. But like you go there, there's something about places like that in the desert, you know, Canyon de Shea, just nearby. Um, but they do a good job, the Navajo people. I, I, I applaud them on that. And I, I just, I really like... I really like the park. I like the desert. Me and Mark went in May, and it was a wet May, so it was still green. Oh. The
1: cactuses were in bloom. Flowers oh, were wow. It was just beautiful down there. Um, well, and that's technically a tribal national park tribal. right Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully we see that pattern uh, with some of these parks that are on tribal land.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's good when you give the tribes access to run and operate their own, uh, you know, their own economic opportunities like that, you know, because they're going to know how to best work with their employees. They're going to know how to best work with their tribal members. They're going to know how to best do it all. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I love it. I like to go down there. I want to go back. It's definitely one of those. It's a small park, you know, it's easy to drive through, easy to see it all. Yeah um yeah. but just when you're driving through the desert i mean there's something about the desert and the navajo people in that area just kind of like they have a connection to that land so i want to get into your oh you're freezing on the yeah there me. and then oh, yeah, go ahead you're oh, all right, you're yeah. on me now you're, you're you're back matt's back no, okay
1: all right all right um yeah, so we'll get on to my number two. Yeah, number, number dose man, dose number dose, <laughs> and uh, with this one, uh, Zach's not going to be too surprised uh, as as I'm uh, heading back more toward the northern plains with this one. Um, but Devil's Tower National Monument.
0: Oh, I I thought you would you would stick to the Black Hills area quite heavily. Yeah
1: yeah <laughs> no and, and uh you know i just you know being lakota and stuff i have to th- there's just a significance there but i don't want to just speak for my tribe with devil's tower i listed them out here the devil's tower is a special place and sacred to the lakota the cheyenne the arapaho the crow uh shoshone and even the kiowa and, I, would,
0: I would argue the, the Turtle Mountain and even the Little Shell
1: and Rocky Boy probably even. you You could probably argue that as well. And, and uh, you know, the Kiowa people might be surprised to hear on that list, but we forget that them and like the Shoshone, you know, were, they were more of a presence in the plains at one time before they, the Shoshone's kind of drifted more west into that Great Basin area. And then you, you had the kiowas went down into the southern plains more they talked about
0: uh, the kiowa even the kiowa station right there in glacier park they
1: made it all the way up there that's why yeah. yeah yeah they went really far north at one time but then they decided to move south and then you see on a lot of tribal maps that their area kind of where they moved was like the eastern colorado oklahoma kind of kansas plains was like where they moved down into but
0: it so, makes sense right you look at like colorado you look at the way people from the the northern plains go to denver just for tourism yeah, right just yeah. to go visit go exactly. see.
1: um well, or they move there for jobs too or whatever you know right because it's easy yeah. to travel. right
0: yeah. no yeah exactly you're hitting on it and it's you look at exactly. that, look at the way colorado treated its native populations there's mm-hmm. a reason there's a reason there's no reservations in Montana, and it's because the reason is Colorado was racist. That's right. Oh,
1: right. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Wyoming. Exactly. Exactly. Wyoming and Colorado were really anti, anti-native states. Well,
0: it's... No, think about it, right? You look at, like, Montana. You look at like, the seven, eight federally recognized, like, reservation, large reservations and tribes, south yep. dakota north dakota you look sure. at parts of nebraska you look at new mexico arizona these utah even and the ways the tribes are spread out and you're like you're telling me they're
1: none lived in those fertile valleys of colorado
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? like
1: well it's like they the the european settlers they they why are they living in the boulder and these beautiful like right up against the mountains and the rivers or fresh snowmelt and just beautiful beautiful with elk herds and just lush resources right Mesa Verde right there there's it's in it's in Colorado yeah 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 and and you know the like the southern Ute the Ute Ute Mountain they're at the far little corner of Colorado and they're the only reservations in that state and they're just little sections down there and more southwest you know so no, it's, it's really interesting, but like Devil's Tower. It's
0: in Wyoming, northeast corner of Wyoming. It's kind of if you're coming from Billings, the I-90 way you're going to the Black Hills, you're coming from Yellowstone. Right. You can see it right. on the drive. I, it's worth the stop. Um, mm-hmm. As a native person, I do, I do like the energy that I feel when I'm at Devil's Tower. I feel like happy. I feel good to be there. It's a good place to be. That's just my own personal beliefs. When I'm around Devil's Tower, um, you see the sage and the prayer bundles in the trees, which I like.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah, you definitely have the native presence there, pretty strong. And and you know, Devil's Tower and uh, is like, you know, there's other names like Bear's Teepee, right? Bears Lodge. Bears Lodge. It's uh, it's Mato uh, Tipula. Mm. so bears locked in lakota but other other tribes have different names in their languages too and And the claw marks the stories there's like a claw marks the bears climbing
0: yeah when you look at what it is the the and people don't know what it is that's the thing they're like they know it uh, they have theories that it had to do with like a volcanic eruption and how that formed they just don't know like if it was a part of something bigger that broke off or it is the big thing or or what it may be but it's it's fascinating and it's really interesting when you get to some of those parks where you you find those places like we don't really know or we don't know what it is and you find the tribal beliefs around those items or in those places and those those you know where it's like no like that's a like wind cave that's Mm -hmm. where the Lakota people came out of the world to right right like like that's huge that means something to those people just the same way bethlehem means something to the catholics you know exactly. what i mean and it, it, it's hard it's hard for you know the anglo-saxon european mind to understand that especially when they see it as just land and tourism um i'm gonna dive into my number two
1: yeah yeah let's and that is
0: the good old jellystone yellowstone Park. <laughs> um there's a lot yep. of good tribal history from the sheep eaters uh, to the obsidian cliffs where you'd get obsidian for arrowheads and tools and whatnot. Um, I, I, the teepee rings right there in Gardner. Uh, I've shown them to you. You've seen them first yeah time.
1: <laughs> Yeah, they made they made a lot of sense with the altitude and those wings. That band the Shoshone, man, there's some hardy people to live in that. Right? So, you well, know. They,
0: that's they, 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 what they think that the shoshone bannock kind of the mountain dwellers are. Yes. yeah oh, you look at like independence cap right fucking independence cap right let's name it something american when it was <laughs> an old lady's digging stick by crow oh, and blackfeet legend and oh, wow. it has that stick that right there right by mammoth hot springs the independence mm. cap it has uh for both blackfeet and crow creation stories with the with the big dipper um mm. so that's how it's referenced it's, it's seen as that um the park was also interesting to natives because like it wasn't seen as a place to go or to visit necessarily it was just like the natives who lived there and around there um right. Right. Keith joseph he, he went through the park when he was running from the federal government trying to take his band to canada
1: yeah, and I feel like Yellowstone's one of those, like, it, the first thought that people have, the majority of the American public with Yellowstone or even foreign people is like, you don't think of tribal stuff when you go there. It's but the, yet yeah. there's all of this tribal history and, like, now it's, like, finally being highlighted as you've seen more current initiatives with Chuck Sams as the director, right? And, and really they're trying to create, like, almost like a tribal history center within Yellowstone.
0: Which so. I, would, I do. I, I would love to see it. It is needed for this area. It's needed for that. Yeah. Because, and
1: you guys, I mean, they, they list so many tribes, like my tribe and your tribe are listed on the significance there. I argue your tribe had a little more time in that area than mine did because yeah. we tended to stay more on the plains.
0: But I look at, like, you know, you look at the treaties, you know, the Fort Laramie Treaty, the this and that treaty, yada, yada, hoo ha. And you get into like the Three Forks region there. And the treaty signed there for the hunting, right? You had the Colville, you had the Nez Pierce, you had the Shoshone, all coming with treaty rights now present day and they're allowed to hunt bison. Their tribal game commissions allow them to come hunt bison in Yellowstone that come out into the park.
1: Yeah,
0: Umatilla from Oregon is one of those. Exactly. And you look at that spot and you've been to Three Forks, you've been to Bozeman, Gallatin Valley, that area. That was, I can only imagine that. 200 300 years old Tyson. i would be i would cry because i think i would be that sad at that what what the european cultures did to this country and this land but i'm going to get in i mean yellowstone it's great there's good histories there you should look it up look into it but i'm going to get into your number two uh matt buddy what is your number two
1: that's numero uno my friend
0: Oh, we already did your number two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Devil's Um, Tower. Sorry, we got a drum roll. All (laughs)
1: right. (laughs) Well, y'all been waiting for it. Not going to be a surprise to this guy, but my number one is Badlands National Park, and uh, I, for many reasons. So, Badlands for people who don't know, half of it is on our tribe's reservation. The southern, the south unit of Badlands is managed by our tribe. Oglala Sioux Tribe. There's a visitor center at Red Shirt, which is a small community in the north edge of the reservation. You can get tribal history from Native people there at that unit, and it's really cool. Um, you've been there. You've been there when it's like green in June and stuff, and or the grass dries out in the summer, and uh, it's such a unique landscape. Like, that you, you don't see that kind of contrast in many places with the grassy, lush, almost like a savanna like environment. And then you have these really dry, like desert-like limestone structures.
0: I, I, like, that. I like that, the way you say that, because the Badlands, yes, it, it is that, where almost the grasslands kind of meet the Black Hills. Uh, kind of you really do start be getting into like that montana wyoming rugged niche yeah the land you, and it goes from that flat rolling hills land that you know you know south dakota has the good corn growing land that it it's, is
1: it is the transition really because it is like east of there is your more you get into the more of Nebraska, Iowa like cornfields and it's a little greener and lower well, altitude. That's the traditional grasslands, right? That yes. are in the park
0: too, right? They yep. go that way, but we turned it yep. into farmland.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you have you have a lot of the natural landscape left of what that region of South Dakota, you know, they all used to look more like grasslands everywhere. Right. And more right. farms were put in. And so, uh, no, really cool. Yeah, there's surprisingly the amount of wildlife you see there is just shocking to me every time. Well,
0: uh, especially because, like, the bighorn sheep, right? Like you're yeah. out kind of in the middle of the flat, in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, oh, there's sheep here?
1: Yeah. 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 That's the shocking. Uh, and then just seeing to me, it's I, my favorite part of South Dakota is seeing the buffalo and the bad And in those grassy little pockets with those structures of rock in the back it's just it's just iconic I mean
0: it is I mean I get I get what you're saying I think the Badlands has that it's one of those parks that you're going to you're you're going to have to search for the tribal history too in that sense because it's yeah is one of those places they really tried to resonate the natives and, and take that culture away as quickly and hardly as, as fast as they could i mean their governor still kind of is oh and yeah you know, <laughs> you look at don't, like, don't get me uh, into her right now know, but... no we won't we'll, we'll be wrangling. <laughs> but no it's interesting with like how like the, you look at like the tribes and how they're treated in south dakota and like some people's perspective on like native american tribes in like california or arizona the big casino dollars the smaller right. tribes don't necessarily understand what is going on in places like south dakota north dakota where montana where there's thousands and thousands of people that mm-hmm. are from those tribes and their tribes don't make money they are in these harder you know these places these not so desirable places and right. people forget about that and it's because these places like the badlands were taken from them mm-hmm. uh there's rivers and stuff in these places that you know, we the homelands, we're the, the living lands. I mean, I showed you teepee rings in Yellowstone Park. Like,
1: I'd get yeah. in trouble
0: now if I try to put my teepee there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but sure. that's that. I mean, that's your number one. I The Badlands doesn't surprise me. That, area. <laughs> But I'm going to dive into my number one for sake of time here. And it's Glacier National Park. And Mm-hmm. makes sense i mean there's two mountains in this park named after my family you know native history yeah. right there right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's rising wolf and sinapa in the two medicine area and the more and more i learn about my personal family history you know, like my great grandpa my grandfather's dad was born in a canyon essentially in glacier park um which like people are like born in a canyon you're you're talking early 1900s and I was having this conversation with my dad. I'm like, you're talking early 1900s. I said, well, the reservations were set up. There were houses and whatnot. Why is he on the run? Who are they on the run from in that sense, right? Why he has to be born in the canyon. You know what? And it makes sense. The Little Shell tribe. He That's where, you know, part of that Chippewa comes from in our family is, is that side. And the fact that they were probably being pushed around that state, like no no you're going here you're going here and then time has it and they just they don't come up with any decisions but also just learning about like the salish history the blackfeet history in the park being able to do a tribal naming ceremony uh under chief mountain in glacier park was, was really significant uh in my life so that was something cool to experience and be a part of just that park has the tribal thing the fact that the bloods from the canada come down there's so much uh creation story there they talk about it being the backbone of the world um it's a special place and it's a special place to me and that's why it makes my number one um
1: but i i i don't know glacier (laughs) no i hey man i i don't have any personal family ties there but i can tell you when i'm in glacier i i feel like wow like especially that east side that blackfeet side like the two medicine you know what i'm talking about there's something very special there and wild still very wild there's something
0: more there like because it's it's amazing and beautiful to come in through the kalispell way and i think the 90 percent i mean that's probably a high estimate but a lot of tourists come that way when they come yeah back, right yeah. but when you are on that east side and you're on the brown on the blackfeet reservation you're in browning right. and you're staring at those mountains oh yeah there is something you're absolutely right because even just like when i was sick after our iceberg lake hike i was mm-hmm. probably up <laughs> just even looking out the window at those mountains there was something there that whole time that i was just like god that's so beautiful like i yeah it. like it i want to keep going back to that
1: side. Right. Um, it's and you really you really see the plains meet the rocky mountain landscape there that that transition's highlighted so well in that area right? it is and when you go up north into Canada, and I did
0: that drive from Lethbridge all the way down into the Waterton National Park there in Canada uh, back in high school, and it was a perfect day, perfect sunset to experience what you're just talking about, where it was like we're driving on this flatland, and all of a sudden you see the mountains, and the mountains just keep getting bigger and bigger, and you're in these like small-ass remote Canadian towns that you're driving through, which is just because it's a whole nother world in that sense yeah. of your mind, because it's different even though really it's probably no different than those it's, it's the but, same
1: land yeah right <laughs> just a line just a line
0: it's wild though how that like perception messes with your head and right. but is beautiful it's a beautiful spot but that is our top five travel parks i guess again if you have questions go ahead and shoot us emails to the socials or messages um uh, we love hearing it we love hearing from you the wanderers but uh Any honorable mentions? We're going to get into our final words here soon. Do you have any quick honorable mentions you want to throw out there to the listeners?
1: Yeah, I I I have one uh, to highlight. It's here in the Pacific Northwest, and I've been up there like shit like three times in the last few years, four times almost, maybe. uh, Now is Olympic National Park, right? And and uh, really getting like the whole rainforest is named after the whole people and the whole river, and like it. I wouldn't say the park itself highlights the tribe tribe history well, but it's it's because the tribes are so close there that right. you get, you get that Pacific Northwest. Well, they were they weren't all around, huh? They weren't pushed from their homelands
0: like they no, always kind of no. lived there
1: exactly, and um so it, it you get that really true Pacific Northwest coastal tribal culture in that area um no i like you, know, that. you have yeah i mean you have so much of like you see the totem poles up there you see the bigfoot stuff everywhere right. um uh, you know you you uh, the smoked salmon you can buy fresh like it, it's you know there's it's very present
0: you know the more and more i spend in olympic the more and more i want to go back because it has that it has that element. I mean, even the Redwoods with like the Yurok tribe, you have Chaco Canyon down in New Mexico, which is one. Yeah. that The reason it didn't make my top five is I wanted to give my personal experiences to the Wanderers today. But yeah. Chaco Canyon <laughs> would probably make the top five. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely on top five places. I do tribal parks I'd want to go to is on that. Um, there's a lot of tribal history, arches, canyon lands, capital Reef. You see it. You see the yeah. key drawings, the, the pictographs, the petroglyphs the big medicine wheel which I'm, i'm surprised that didn't make my top five no
1: there's so many uh even even uh it's a more crowded national park but yosemite valley has a miwok indian village in there and they've been trying to highlight more of the tribe than there are small tribes around there that got pushed out that valley too you know
0: it's crazy Uh, i mean you just got to find your park find where you go but matt I'm going to be that guy since Mark's not here and can't be that guy. Let's dive <laughs> you into the final words. And what are your final words, my guy?
1: Uh, just, you know, I, we're ending summer here. And to our listeners, you know, it's a, it's a great time as fall. We transition to fall to get out in nature. The w- weather is very temperate. Um, you know, that it's not too cold yet. It, it's actually pretty comfortable time to get out and hike. so get out to these spots in nature uh right now it's a great time as we change seasons here
0: sweet well thank you matt thank you for being on today's episode with us i am super excited to get this one out to the wanderers as i mean i'll call it i mean you and i i would say our native american experts we 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 do (laughs) we study this market and this population and this culture so it helps uh but we we enjoy this stuff too so it's fun to talk about it fun to talk about these parks in this way because there's so many different ways you can go to our parks and view our parks and see our parks right you might just be a, a wanderer wandering out in the world saying i just like seeing animals well that's great i'm happy go to yellowstone park go to glacier park go to the badlands go see the bighorns go see these beautiful creatures go see whatever you can but if it's getting you outside and it's getting you in our parks, that's great. And if it's the tribal reason, even better. No, I think as long as you're <laughs> going, it's good. All right, guys, All right. that's it. Talk to you later. Bye.